This is the Beyond the Profi podcast, the podcast that empowers you and inspires you to seek career excellence while pursuing your passion. And I'm your host, Jasmine Haley. family. This Beyond the Profi podcast episode is brought to you in part through a sponsorship from Young Dental. This episode's feature product is the Vera Classic Elite Original Disposable Profi Angles. What makes this product super cool is the fact that it's able to reach those hard-to-reach areas such as tight buccal mucosa or even third molars in small mouths. It also has external ridges in the cup, which makes it really good for advanced stain removal and minimal splatter. It has a slim body, small, rounded head. And to find out more about this product, you can go to www. Dot youngdental.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Beyond the Profi podcast. My guest today is Brant Herman from Mouthwatch. I um, am really looking forward to this conversation today because we are going to be talking about teledentistry, uh, which is absolutely essential for the progression of our profession as a whole. So welcome to the podcast, Brant. Thanks so much. Great to be here. Awesome. Um, so this is actually, I, I would say maybe my second or third. I always like to give a little bit of, um, you know, behind the scenes. So listeners, this is, we're up at five something in the morning, um, close to 6 a.m. here, and we're up and early serving you. So give us a clap, a round of applause <laughs> before the kids wake up. And um, yeah, this is how work gets done. Super early. So. I just want to thank Brent for coming on so early and being willing to talk about um, this topic today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. As long as the coffee kicks in soon, we're good. All right. <laughs> All right. Awesome. All right. So let's talk for those listeners. Cause I mean, for many of us, I feel like, sorry, that's my alarm to wake up. Um, <laughs> um, so many of us have heard about teledentistry. Some of the big crusaders that are out there, Cindy Purdy, Patty DeGangi, it seems like almost like a buzzword in so many ways. But um, just give the listeners an explanation of exactly what teledentistry is for those that aren't sure. You bet. So we see a lot of success in the medical space with telehealth and telemedicine in being able to connect patients to providers, um, take care of some issues early, reduce readmissions, allow better monitoring of patients. And all of that, while it's showing a really great trend toward patient benefit and increasing access to care, in dentistry it had to be done a little bit differently. We think dentistry still needs that provider who's physically with the patient in a lot of cases, and for us, teledentistry can not only improve the connection between the provider in consulting with a dentist or specialist or other type of provider or medical professional, 
but it does enhance that patient relationship with their care provider as well. So the technology allows, uh, let's say, the hygienist to be in one location, provide preventive services with the patient, and when there's a need for a consultation or a treatment plan, the technology allows that to be done. It could be done in real time, like a video conference call, throw in an intraoral camera, and you've got a full evaluation of the mouth and oral cavity being seen in real time by a specialist or a dentist. Or it could be asynchronous, where everything is captured in one site, uploaded to the cloud, and then a dentist or specialist or hygienist or provider can review that from the comfort of their office or their home, create the treatment plan, diagnosis, everything that's needed, and securely share that back to the other um, dental care provider. So it's a real great way to connect patients to care wherever they are, um, opens up a whole bunch of new opportunities and integrations that I think dentistry is really needed to tear down those four walls of an operatory and show all of these different touch points where care can be provided, even if it's just a consultation, but you can connect patients to care and kind of close the loop from just a patient having a question or patient needing a consultation to getting them in for treatment. I absolutely love it. I love the concept. I mean, just for me as a, as a busy mom, I have had meetings with my healthcare professionals on the medical side through telemedicine. And it was great. I even been, I, I was even at like an urgent care and the, the doctor that I needed to see was not actually on the premises. And so they, we did a video chat. And so it's, it's phenomenal on how much they're utilizing it in medicine. And dentistry is sort of catching up in a lot of ways. Um, especially in areas where it's more rural. I remember I had a conversation with Cindy um, on how she uses it when she treats patients in, in the location that she actually lives in, which is phenomenal. But it, it just makes me wonder if, like, what will help us convince more practitioners to actually utilize it? It's, it seems like dentistry is so far behind on so many things that I go to a lot of conferences that are interprofessional with other, you know, professions that are there. And I just feel like we're just so behind on many things when it comes to advancing and using technology. Yeah, I think it's a great question. I think there are challenges and I'm on the other side where a lot of the people that we're talking to, well, we'll go to dental conferences and we'll talk to you know, a private practitioner who's been in business 25, 30 years, sometimes that's a conversation that ends very quickly and that they know this is how they get patients, that works really well for them and there's no need for something like this. But a lot of our conversations are with innovators who are looking at that traditional practice model and seeing not only opportunities to grow that with technology, but even approach it in a whole new way. So I think we, got into the hygiene community early because we saw that if you can understand a hygienist practice act and you can see direct access, that's a big opportunity for teledentistry where sometimes people ask us, oh, can I get a teledentistry job? And it's like, well, the job is, <laughs> it's really about where can you see a patient? So if you can understand this, an opportunity in hygiene, does it mean that you can go to nursing homes, that you can go to schools? Does it mean that you could even just go directly to a um, setting like a corporate campus 
and provide preventive care services that are billable and reimbursable. And to us, that's gonna foster adoption. When you get practices seeing revenue coming into this, and a part that I've come to feel very strongly about is this access to care issue, equity of care issue, there needs to be a profitable, sustainable approach to it because grant funding runs out and you can have the best intentions with a program that tries to reach patients in need, but unless there's a way for an ongoing business to be built around that and the business of care delivery, you're gonna need, um, it's not gonna work. So we love the idea of creating new opportunities that find patient opportunity, find opportunities to provide care to vulnerable populations, to patients with great insurance, to fee-for-service patients, um, to allow practices to grow with that. And I think more and more you're seeing, I think the chief economist of the ADA had a great point he identified where like the business is changing and if your practice can find more touch points to connect with a patient, that's the way you can grow and get new patients. So we'd love to see all the great marketing ideas and social media marketing and Yelp reviews and patient reviews. That's great, but that's still going to attract the patient who is looking for a dental home. Right. There's an opportunity we see. Can you connect to patients who are out there? There's you know 50% or more of the patients who don't see a dentist every year. How do you connect to those patients, get them in, um, provide the services that they need, and then also long-term reduce the need for you know expensive, um, invasive dental care treatments. Mm-hmm. And I just want to I want to point out that like at the at the end of it all, you're improving the community health outcomes, especially for vulnerable po- populations that are not able to be reached as easily as someone that may show up to a office to to receive treatment. And the reason why I mention that is because whenever um, some practitioners or clinicians hear the word business side of care, they, they automatically put their guards up. But the fact of the matter is you need resources. One of the very first things that you do when you're trying to prog- um, plan any type of program is you need some sort of financial resource. It has to either come from, like you mentioned, grants, it can come from um, any type of stakeholders that are willing to invest in the program. And then, of course, if you're providing treatment to individuals, there needs to be some sort of compensation for that if you're not being provided any other financial resources. So in order for us to be able to provide care for individuals, we need, we need some sort of financial structure um, to provide whatever it is that they need, because of course you have so much overhead that needs to be considered. So I like the fact that you brought that up, especially for the, the um, listeners of this podcast that happen to be practice owners. That is a big, huge deal for many um, when they're trying to look at an innovative um, practice model. Yeah, and I think what's great with the technology is it can bring the efficiency to make anything from a public health dental program to a private practice to a large group practice, it brings efficiency to a system that will only benefit from it. And their objectives may be different, right? A public health program might be to see more patients for the same cost, um, while a private practice might be to reach new patients and grow a practice and um, 
you know, touch more, get more treatment plans out to patients without the dentist having to physically be at the site of the initial care delivery. Mm -hmm. So I think there's all of those great ways. And that's part of what our goal has been in education about teledentistry is we kind of talk about cracking it open. It's not always the rural consultation. It could be an opportunity for a private practice to change a model and get hygienists out in the field. It could be collaboration between specialists and dentists. That uh, We give an example of, let's say, a patient's with a GP and they need an implant. Now, the GP could do a live video conference with the specialist, the oral surgeon. They're talking to them. They're talking to the patient. The patient feels better that they're being referred to someone they just met. And all of their data is synced to the cloud. It's available for the oral surgeon. And it's no longer that process of just giving a business card to a patient and saying, go call this person. Mm -hmm. It's actually handholding that patient through that care team and saying, look, I'm your main dentist. I will take care of you. Your hygienist saw you. I, they identified this issue. I identified the next issue. And I don't do the implant placement. This is the doctor we trust. So they're going to follow up with you now. And then when they're done placing the implant, I'm going to be notified the same day as opposed to waiting for a letter two weeks later. Mm -hmm. And when I know the same day, we'll call you and we'll make sure you're healing okay. So I think we help foster that relationship that sometimes gets lost in just the delivery of care because it's a massive entity and it's really challenging. But if we can do that with collaboration, uh, we're doing great public health work where it's really more about a screening process that gets digitized. So it's easier to collect data. It's easier to communicate treatment needs to parents, right? Instead of there's a screening at a school and they do sealants and they write on a piece of paper and it gets shoved in your kid's backpack, never to be seen again. We're turning that into something that's got intraoral images, identifying the decay. It's got the information for the referral. And pretty soon we'll be able to share that electronically with the family so that it's not lost and you see an impact of a, of a photograph showing a bombed out tooth or a significant decay, that's going to be acted on. So we love the way that this can do a lot. And I know a part that you're particularly passionate about as well is with medical dental integration. Mm -hmm. So through this technology, while there's been a lot of conversations and a lot of need for connecting a physician, a pediatrician, an urgent care, a hospital, um, to dental care, there's been a little bit of a gap of how to do that. Is it a referral? Is it a phone call? Is it making an appointment for someone? But with our system, with just a computer and an intraoral camera, any medical practice can refer and have all patient data available to the referring practice. So you could take a pediatrician's office where they see something happening um, in the soft tissue they can document it, they can assign it to a dentist, and then the dentist has the ability to follow up directly. Absolutely, which is what excited me so much when I talked to you a few months ago, um, because I am a firm believer that with the opioid epidemic, we have to do things, what we're doing right now is not enough. And we have to look at an innovative approach to being able to collaborate more with other professionals. And so can you listeners imagine just be having in those emergency room departments access to being able to take an intraoral photograph and then linking someone to, to care. There's so many people that go to the emergency room department 
for tooth pain. But with the opioid epidemic, monitoring individuals, not only do we have the prescription monitoring program, but also being able to work along with other uh, dental offices to be able to monitor what is going on with the people that are coming in so that we can be aware of these changes and perhaps give early intervention much earlier for those who are currently um, dealing with substance use disorder, wherever, whatever that may be. So I love, I love, love, love that approach. But I do want to um, mention one example that I was just thinking how I wish I had this software because I did a maternity leave um, fill-in at a perio office. And after every patient, I had to fill in the letter that would eventually be reviewed by the doctor. And it was, it was time consuming. It was time consuming. So not only do you have to provide care, you have to fill out a letter um, that needs to be sent to their um, primary dentist. So it's very, very, um, I mean, necessary for us to be able to, to ease and provide more efficiency with that communication. So I love that that is possible with the Mouthwatch program. Yeah, I think we kind of sometimes we'll joke about it as being the Tom Sawyer effect for a specialist who offers teledent to their referring GPs is that sometimes uh, for a GP's front, uh, for a specialist's front desk, sometimes they're coordinating documents and data that's coming all kinds of ways, right? Some is insecure and someone's just attaching x-rays to their AOL account. Some people are uploading things to Dropbox. Some people are mailing stuff. Some people are burning it to a CD-ROM and FedExing it. So there's all of these different things that they need to coordinate and bring into a common system within the oral surgery office. What we see, or the perio office, what we want Teledent to do is, look, it's easy to use, but it also you know, gets Tom to paint the fence in that it's so streamlined for the office that is the specialty location so that all the data is coming in in the same format. It's all secure, it's all digital. Um, yeah, there might be needs for additional data, but everything can be uploaded into the Teledent system, and then they're just getting a simple notification that says, here's an exam, and it's got the patient's information, they can follow up, it's all stored and available, and so they've saved a lot of time and energy for the specialty office, but also ultimately for the GP's office. Right? There's no more handwriting the letter after each appointment. There's no more trying to coordinate when is there a time that we could talk about this case. Um, and what's great with the system too is now the specialist and the GP can do a video conference and a screen share so that the GP can look at the cone beam, they can see what needs to be done, they can understand the plans of the oral surgeon, and the GPs are engaged in the treatment planning which is really something that's difficult to coordinate when you've got both people have busy practices. This makes it easy to go through. Here are the three referrals I sent you this week. The dentist loves being engaged with the treatment planning. It's helpful for the specialist. I think you're able to get better patient outcomes and a happier patient who may get a care treatment, you know, treatment plan presented by both, which is pretty rare, but to have a dentist and the specialist on a video conference, letting the patient know what's gonna be done that's really useful as well. Yes, absolutely. So where can listeners find out more information about your products? Well, you can definitely come to mouthwatch.com. You could give us a call at 877-544-4342. 
We would love to kind of share some information about you. We do have an upcoming webinar for public health applications of teledentistry. That is going to be, I believe, next Thursday. Uh, so come to our website, sign up for that. And yeah, it's 7.30 p.m. East Coast time on the 20th. And it'll be fantastic. If you're listening to this after that date, then just we're doing ongoing webinars, white papers, happy to do a demo and consultation about how to bring teledentistry into your practice, whatever that practice looks like. Awesome. And we have partnered with Mouthwatch because we offer a discount. So if you can, you can use the um, coupon code beyond the profi. I do have one final question for you, Brent. What was the best career advice you've ever been given? Get back up. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I've been around a lot of entrepreneurs in my career. This is my third business. And I think that ability to uh, have a down day or a down moment and know that you're on the right track and that also blends well with knowing when to change direction. So sometimes you're going to keep getting hit and kind of take a look at the reason as to why. And maybe you need to change your approach a little bit. Um, but keep going. I mean, all successes happen from hard work and showing up and being committed to what you're working on. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Jasmine. Hey, BTP family. Thank you so much for joining the show. I have a question for you. Is your fear of staying the same greater than your fear of change? If so, you are invited to become a member of the Beyond the Profi Career Advancement Academy. What exactly is that? It's a platform made specifically for you so that you can take a holistic approach to growing personally and professionally. It's hard enough getting to all of the conferences it's even harder to invest in 1,500 to 5,000 ticketed items when you're really unsure of where to even start first. And that's where Beyond the Profi comes in. So take a look at beyondtheprofi.com, Career Advancement Academy, and join our mailing list because we are going to work specifically to serve you to help you reach the career heights of excellence that each of us deserve.